Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Life Coach Show with your host, Andrea Lavalli. Andrea is the creator and founder of the Empowerment Coaching Group and has created several empowering workshops and services. Andrea is an empowerment coach, speaker, author, NLP practitioner, and a registered Reiki practitioner. She is also known for the innovative Reiki service known as Interactive Reiki, designed to help you raise your vibration and heal your body and mind. To learn more about Andrea, her coaching, and her services, you can visit her website at www.TheEmpowermentCoachingGroup.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host of The Life Coach Show, Miss Andrea Lavalli. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another inspiring and empowering episode of the Life Coach Show. I'm so excited to be back on the on the air. I uh, I took a bit of a break during the holidays, but now I'm back and I'm ready to go and I'm ready to empower you and inspire you. And I thought, what a better way to start off the year than with something that's very close to my heart, and that is working with. Um, kids and youth and empowering youth and empowering kids. You know, I have a young one, and I always talk about, you know, my desire to just help him be a productive member of society. And so, you know, I've interviewed many coaches, and um, but none of them were youth-focused. And so I put out a post, and someone replied and said, you need to get in touch with this man. His name is Spider Jones. And I didn't know who he was. I, the name rang a bell, but I didn't really know who he was. And then did a bit of research and learned so much about this wonderful man who we're going to meet in a minute. Um, but anyway, I'd like to start off by saying Happy New Year because I haven't spoken to you uh, since the year started. So Happy New Year to everyone out there that's listening. And um, I hope that your New Year is filled with things that are going to help you improve your life, you know, don't get stuck in that rut and feel that life is happening to you. You're at the steering wheel. You're making those changes. Whatever is happening to you, happening to you, it's for your own good and it's for your own growth. Um, or you might have attracted it in your life and now you need to make changes. So that's what's wonderful about New Year is you can create with your own power a new you. So that's my little message because um, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about my message or anything like that. I really want to get to this amazing guest that I have. I'm so honored to have him on my show. I'm so excited at the last minute he said, um, very short notice, he said yes, he would be more than happy to be on my show. And, you know, this just, I'm getting chills because this just, um, this just validates to me the kind of show I want to bring to you. It's um, stories of empowerment and stories of never quitting, never giving up, and this is exactly what this man has done. Spider Jones is an energetic advocate of the Believe to Achieve organization, a youth outreach development and counseling charity. Many of Spider's events go to the benefit of Believe to Achieve kids. Spider is also a highly popular motivational speaker who is much much admired for his diligent work among the youth. His inspirational story, Out of the Darkness, reveals his amazing rise from the improvised gang-infested inner-city projects of Detroit and Windsor, and how, as a grade-five dropout, 
he eventually returned to school at the age of 30 to become an honor student. Spider's favorite thing is talking to his uh, Nighthawks, whether it is whether it be about sports, entertainment, or hot issues. And for over 20 years, Spider has interviewed many, many, many notables. I can't even name them all, but I'll name a few. Muhammad Ali, Mark Wahlberg, Jesse Jackson, LL Cool J, Ron Howard, uh, the mayor of Toronto uh, currently and the past mayor. So he's, um, I've had pictures with him at John Tory. Um, he's also uh, talked to and have met um, Rob Ford, among many, many, many other well-known celebrities um, such an honor to have you on the show, Spider. Um, to learn more about Spider, you can obviously, and he'll tell you more about how to get in touch with him, but you could definitely check his website, spiderjones.com. Hi, Spider. How are you? Hey. How you doing, Andrea? I'm doing amazing. Thank you very much for being on the Life Coach Show. My so, pleasure. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is just, I'm filled with glee. <laughs> So um, how about we start off with you. For those of you who are not familiar with who you are, tell us tell us how you got started. Well, uh, in which area do you mean, in, in, in radio? Or oh, in gosh. The... So you, you grew up in the inner city, and then well, what I, happened? Yeah. <laughs> you, your biography is, you know, a mile long. But, well, um, I, I, I actually um, um, had always wanted to be in radio. Uh, you know, you ask most kids 10 years old uh, what they want to be, uh, uh, in, what career they want to get involved in, and they will, they will tell you, well, maybe basketball, NBA, NFL, NHL, or they want to be a, a, a fashion designer or a rapper. Uh, mm-hmm. But I wanted to be a radio personality, and I, 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 I went to the Fox Theater when I was. Uh, 10 years old with some cousins, older cousins, and I, I, I just became enamored with watching this, this dude named Alan Freed. He was an old school uh, 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 radio disc jockey who went coast to coast at the time I was living in Detroit. And um, uh, watching him introduce all these great groups, I thought, wow, that's what I want to be. So I, uh, I had that uh, aspiration from the time I was very young. But it took me a long time to get there because I, 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 I lacked the 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 the, uh, the self worth. I lacked the knowledge. I lacked the game plan. Although I, I fantasized about being in the radio and and pretended a lot, I never knew how to get going. So it took many years uh, before I, that, that dream became a reality. After I went back to school and uh, studied communications and journalism, and then um, set out to pursue a career in radio. That's amazing. So your dream was always to be in radio, and eventually you achieved that. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah. one of the messages that I try to share with people today is, you know, if you, if you want to you bring your dreams into reality, sometimes you got to wake up. And you mm-hmm. got to stop fantasizing. You got to start pursuing. You have to. You have to have a game plan, and you have to be, in, in a sense. And I've learned this: when you're pursuing your dream, you may have letdowns and setbacks. You've got to be strong enough mentally, and you have to have the passion uh, to to continue 
and, and sac- the sacrifices you make. Going back to school for me at, 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 at you know, mid-30s was extremely difficult. By then, I was married. I had four kids, and, and uh, it, was, it was a huge challenge. And, and that's why I suggest stay in school now and get that education and invest your time in your life. But I never even I never even thought when I went back to school at first that I would ever do it. I yeah. went back to school because my wife kept pushing me to go back to school because I had been working for uh, for for yeah, twenty five years in in Joe jobs for chump change at jobs I didn't like sweeping floors working in warehouses uh, working as a bouncer hiring myself out as a boxing sparring partner uh, but the, they, they, there was nothing gratifying about any of it yeah. and 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 so uh, you know I, I sometimes I, I bring it home but I always wanted to uh, uh, be in a radio and. I got my first break, of course, in 1988, EHWO, which was a uh, sort of oldies but goodies request. But it was great because I was playing uh, uh, classic R&B and blue-eyed soul music, and and it was great. I, I couldn't believe it the first night I was on the air, and 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 and, and the calls started coming in and people requesting songs. It's it's like, you know, all that effort. And all of them struggles were worth it. Wow! And let me let me just um, backtrack a bit because we're going to talk about your involvement with the youth in a second. But you didn't just go back to school. It, what, you had you had a disability, right? You had a well, disability, yeah, I, I, and you you over you you fought through that. This just proves that you know nothing can stop anybody if you set your mind to it. And now you're an author. You've helped thousands of youth and people. You're a three-time Golden Glove champion. So, tell us, you know, what was that? What was that like going back to school with a disability? You've only had a grade five education. It was very difficult at first. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't believe I could do it. As I, I said earlier, my wife was the one that believed in me more, and I did. And she constantly stayed on me to go back to school. Personally, I didn't think I could do it because I had never achieved anything up until then outside of the Golden Gloves and boxing. But that was one thing. That wasn't putting any money in my pocket or any food on the table. Uh, it was difficult because going through school, I'd always failed academically, so I had absolutely no faith in myself. And I ended up dropping out of school at 15 years old uh, with a grade five remedial education, special education. And... Uh, Started uh, hanging with the wrong people. I ended up going to going to jail on mm-hmm. on two or three occasions. I was in juvie at fifteen and reform school at uh, eighteen, and uh, got out of jail for the prison for the last time at twenty five years old. And I had four dollars in my pocket. Ended up living at Sully's gym, is where I met Muhammad Ali. He had come here to train with uh, George Chavello and meeting him impacted my life in such a positive way. It changed the whole way I thought of life and looked at life, just hanging with this 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 great fighter, but more than that, a, a humanitarian and someone that had so much confidence in himself, in himself. And one day he was listening to me talking about music and he, he was he, he was enamored by the way 
I described all these guys, Otis Redding and Sam Cooke and Marvin Gaye. I knew their history. I knew which other groups they had sang with and who, who had produced their music. And he said, man, you got to be in radio. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny because that's what I want to do. And he says, then why aren't you doing it? And he got on me a bit. And he said, man, when I first started boxing, everybody laughed at me. But they ain't laughing now. So it's yeah, sort of really sure impactful aren't. on me. You know, and uh, yeah, it was difficult, but you know what? I think all those things have given me the empathy to work with young people today. I, I don't accept uh, uh, people giving up, and uh, that's yeah. why I, I I got involved with young people. Yeah, and you know what? It just, it just validates what I've always said. You know, being a coach, I always say to people, you know, don't do it by on your own. Work with someone to help you, a coach, a mentor. And you had that mentor with um, Muhammad Ali. And now you're mentor to many youth. So how long have you been working with youth? Well, it's funny. I, 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 I've, always had, I've always had this empathy and this, 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 this love for young people, you know. Uh, I, I, about 1993, I was, at the time, I was working at the Fan 590, and I was going coast to coast every night. And uh, it was a big thing for me because I was the all-night man, which meant, you know, we, 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 I just had a chance, an opportunity to interview all these great athletes. And um, one day I got a call from a teacher over at uh, uh, Central Tech, and he was having some trouble with some young men. And he asked me if I'd come over and speak to him. And I had never really even uh, uh, given a second thought to, to that, you know, as a motivational speaker. As an, uh, but I went over and... Uh, for some reason, I was able to communicate with these young people, and a lot of it had to do with the empathy I had because I experienced uh, being a youth and, 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 and being a troubled youth, and, and it went over big, and I got a call a few days later from the, the same teacher, and he asked me if I if I, if he minded if we'd give my, my number out to some people, and I said no. So then it became the snowball. And next thing I know, I'm getting calls, and then I get a call from the National Speakers Bureau who want to use me as, want to be my agent. And I've been working with young people ever since, speaking at youth leadership conferences at schools all across North America. And uh, I decided then, I said, you know what? I'm inspiring these young people. I'm lighting a flame. But the problem is, the flame can go quickly if they don't have somebody there to mentor them. And I guess I just got a mentor spirit. So I decided to get some people together and open and start an organization called Believe to Achieve. And then eventually, along with the Green family, uh, uh, Greenman Property Management, uh, we opened up uh, our youth empowerment after school center. Right. So wow. that's uh, that's how it got it began. And uh, it's it's we're into our fifth year and it, we're just making make, we're game. I like to think I'm a game changer. We are we are we are teaching young people self worth and teaching them game plans and working with them with their school work and then in social skills mm. uh, because many of these kids that we work with come from. Uh, single-parent homes. They come from low-income areas, 
and 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 frankly that's that's that is an area where a lot of uh, kids left neglected join gangs or or or, or get into uh, criminal activities or just drop out of school and just give up on themselves because they're not doing well so we don't all learn at the same pace and i teach them that i didn't learn at the same pace i had a problem processing uh, uh processing information and 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 i began to think that i wasn't worth the effort i just did i i didn't expect much of myself you got to believe in yourself and believe that you can achieve and then when you begin to achieve then you begin to even believe more that you can do it wow that's amazing spider because they can relate to you've been there you've been in the gangs you've been in the jails you've had problems learning they can totally relate to that because you've been there and now look at you you've overcome all that and you're showing them that all of this is possible because I've been there, I've done it, and if I can do it, you can do it too. Absolutely, and and I think it's it's before you can educate, you have to be able to communicate. And, mm-hmm. and, and I find that as a speaker, uh, I can grab their attention very quickly, and generally when I'm speaking, you can drop, you can drop a, a you can drop a, 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 a dime on, on, on a Carpeted. I mean, on a yeah, on a carpeted floor, and 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 you can hear. It. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. I get their attention because I understand, and I've learned over the years. You have to get their attention. You have to get them to believe in you. Believe what you're saying, and then they begin to open up their minds at the possibilities to be able to achieve things that they would believe was unimaginable. I never believed I would interview uh, Nelson Mandela, or I would interview Muhammad Ali, or I would interview uh, Mark Wahlberg, or, or Chris Tucker, or, or all these, uh, Bill Clinton, and all these other people I've interviewed, Gladys Knight, and, and mm-hmm. the list goes on. The list goes people on. That, yes, I would never believe that at 15 years old that I would go coast to coast on my own radio show and I would, I wouldn't. And that's why I wrote the book because people used to ask me a lot. Why don't you write a book? You got so many stories. And so then I decided, you know what? I've never written a book. I've written a lot of articles that were published, but not a book. Yeah. Speaking of stories, maybe you could share a success story of how you helped the youth improve their lives. Yes, and so that's why I wrote I wrote the book called Out of the Darkness. It really was out of the darkness. What I meant, I was in the dark for many years. I didn't believe I was worthy of of dreaming big or pursuing my aspirations. And I, I share the whole story. It goes through the whole story chronolog- chronologically from that little house we had, little two bedroom house we had with eleven people living in it, growing up in poverty and ignorance and violence and and and, and just people not believing because they listen too much to the old school people that are saying they're keeping us down they're holding us back don't use that for a crutch or an excuse you have to find a way it comes through it comes through sacrifice it comes through a game plan it comes through pursuing it comes through passion it comes through uh, surrounding yourself with successful mentors and and and, and people. that's how you bring dreams into reality Right, right. Uh, do you have a story to share things. of how you've improved uh, one of the youth's life you've worked with? Oh, yeah, we have a young man. We have mm-hmm. so many of them, but there's one particular young man that works for us now. His name is Godwin, and uh, he was uh, sort of a little wild, loved to um, hang on the corners, and he started coming to the center, and we began to he began to uh, hang around, and I talked to him, and and uh, he was thinking on quitting school, but we, I told him, 
you stay in school. He was really good with other kids. I said, you stay in school when you graduate. You can come work here. And he is. He's working now. He's been working with us a little over a year now. And he's 23, and the kids love him. And he's just so so full of life, so vibrant, and so compassionate. He loves the children. That's one of the great stories I love to hear. Another one is uh, George Strombolopoulos, the great George Strombolopoulos, who became my producer at the uh, Fan 590, uh, and I opened the door, so he had a show on my show, and uh, I helped mentor him, and look where he is today. Wow, amazing. So that that's that's a great story. And other people that have worked with me have gone on to work with Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, Jeff Merrick has his own show, Coast to Coast. These kids came through. Uh, uh, these kids work with me, but I'm very proud of Godwin because he he's, he came right out of the Spiders Web Youth Center, and he is also uh, one of the Believe to Achieve uh, people. Uh, so oh, wow, those amazing. are those are great stories. Yes, they are amazing. I mean, just helping one is you're really helping a generation. So, well, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, it really is. That's just so amazing. I love the work you do. I think it's wonderful. I really hope you can carry on your legacy, you know, as as much as as much as and as long as you can for, you know, as you know, for as long as time permits, right? Well, so, I, I look at it as a blessing. It's, it's, it's a blessing. I, I don't want to go all churchy on you, but I, I give God his glory for that because right. if it wasn't for his patience with me and, and 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 that I wouldn't be able to do this. It's it's it's, it's just I I'm glad that I have the heart. You have to people. You have to see the way the world is going, and either you're going to try to bring make things better. Where you sit on the sidelines. I'm not sitting on the sidelines and complaining. I, we need to. We need to. We need to lead these children. We need people that want to sacrifice enough to be role models. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So you have your book, which we can buy right off your website, spiderjones.com. The book is called Out of the Darkness, and what a fabulous yeah. name! Because you know we all go through dark times. And, yeah, and that book I never thought it would sell so well, but I'm into the fourth publication now. It is a bestseller, and it's going to be uh, the movie script is being prepared. Now it's coming back to me soon. It's in it's in L.A. and it's going to be a full length movie. But the movie's going to be called Back. Uh, no, the movie's going to be what is it going to be called? I just I it's going to be it, it's going to be called A Dream Never Dies. Wow! Look at that, everyone. You've heard yeah, it here first. Dream never dies. So your book will be a movie. Dream never dies. Yes. A dream never dies. Oh wow! We'll be looking for that. And dreams don't die. Dreams, dreams don't, don't die. die. There you go. Dreams no, are not dying. That's <laughs> keep that in mind. Because it's a creative part of your heart. It's matters of the heart don't die. You what they do is if they fade away and you become depressed. We have a creative spirit in us, and we have to follow that creative spirit. We have to nurture it. We have to listen to it. You know that this is what I, I I found. We all do, and when you don't, you become depressed. You become you become a disillusion with life because you're not pursuing the dreams of the heart. Right. Yeah. So true. And you don't need you don't need permission to pursue those dreams of the heart from others. You don't need approval. What you need is your permission and your approval. Mm. I've always thought that. 
And once I began to believe I was worth that dream, it wasn't easy because remember, I, when I went into radio, it was it was it was a blackout. It was coast to coast uh, uh, white, and and uh, it was a struggle at first, even in there, because people didn't look at me like I belonged. Mm-hmm. Because of the color yeah. of your skin, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, there was a lot of old boyism. I called it cronyism. And and denial and and that's even the worst. But uh, you know there were a lot of good people in there too that that right. that, uh, that worked with me. Yeah, yeah. So you've overcome racism. You know you've overcome so many things that um, it's no wonder you know the youth really relate to you because they're going through the same thing even in this day and age. Um, Spider, I don't think I can end the show without asking you, how did you get the name Spider? <laughs> well, uh, they used to call me Spider when I was younger because I had fast hands. And they said you got hands like a spider, but the name sort of officially uh, stuck to me uh, after I moved into Sully's gym with a guy named Sully Sullivan. I saw me fight one day, and he says, you've got a lot of speed. He says, you've got, you've got to have a nickname. He said, we're going to call you Spider. I said, they used to call me that. He says, well, I'm going to call you Spider. It's better than Charles. So that's how I got the oh, name wow. Spider, and it is stuck. It was meant to be, yeah. Even before the gym, yeah. they were calling you Spider. Wow, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so we'll look up for the book. Um, sorry, did you have something to add? Oh, no, no, I was just going to say it's uh, everybody calls me Spider but my wife. That's kind of funny, you know. I know a lot of people in the fight game over the past 35 years or even in radio don't know my real name is Charles. <laughs> so they call me, they just call me Spider and it's sort of stuck. Yeah, when I called you on the phone the first time, I said, may I speak to Charles Jones? And, you, and you're like, who? You mean Spider? <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. May I speak to Spider <laughs> Yeah, so um, we'll keep an eye out for the book, Out of the Darkness. And so how can people, so you have these amazing programs that you have Believe to Achieve, and right here in Toronto, you have Chalk Farm, 160 Chalk Farm. You have uh, Youth Empowerment Center, Spiders Web Youth Empowerment Center. And you were telling me by the end of the year there'll be more of these empowerment centers. Yeah, well, that, that's the that's the plan. But if anybody, plan. If, if anybody wants to touch base with me, they can reach me spiderjones at rogers dot com, or they can go to my 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 website, which is www.spiderjones.com. Uh, uh, dot com. Okay, great. Great, awesome. And what is your connection to Toronto? You're you're you grew up in Detroit. Uh, Toronto, I, I came to Toronto uh, uh, with George Chabello uh, way back in the day, and uh, I met him in Detroit. As you know, he fought Muhammad Ali twice, and uh, he sort of became a mentor to me when I came back here. And uh, I fell in love with Toronto right away. It was totally different than Detroit. Detroit was going through a lot of problems back then. Uh, okay. uh, you know, there was uh, the riots. I came right after the riots. And it was uh, it was tough, you know. Wow. And, and, and I'm Canadian born, anyhow, so I had no trouble. Okay, across, awesome. I, I lived back and forth across that border. It was easy back in the day. You could get across that border by just waving your hand. So I, I'm going to Detroit and live for six, seven months. My sisters lived there, so it was kind of it was kind of easy. Uh, but uh, Toronto, I uh, I mean, this is my life. I've been here for many, many years. Raised my family in Toronto and Pickering, so. 
Okay, and then you call you call it home now. That's beautiful. Toronto is definitely my home. It's a great yeah, city. Yeah, you can't wave your hand anymore. It's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Spider. Yeah, um, I know you have a model for life. I think it's wonderful. Um, we have about two minutes. What is your model for life? My model of life is it's not where you come from. It's where you're going that counts. Life hands us fate. Destiny is what we do with it. Now, uh, uh, it's not where you come from, it's where you're going to counsel something that I, I tell young people because many people believe because growing up in, in, in the projects or growing up in low-income areas, they don't have a right to dream big. Well, that's a snow job because some of the greatest people came from poverty. And, 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 and that's big. And life hands you fate, which means we're not all born with a silver spoon in our mouth. We're not all born like Donald Trump, uh, you know, with a spoon in our mouth. But... Uh, uh, that doesn't mean that we can't uh, uh, have a great life and, and pursue our dreams. So I, I just want people to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, continue. Yeah, I always want people to understand that that it does not matter where you come from. Uh, some of the guys, uh, Oprah Winfrey came from Mississippi, dirt poor poverty. And look at her, Smokey Robinson, one of the great Motown writers of all time, grew up in, 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 in the Brewster Project housing development in Detroit. They never had anything. Look what he became, one of the icon, one of the icons uh, of, of Motown. The list goes on and on of people that came from nothing and, and made something of their life. Nobody ever thought that Barack Obama would be the president of the United States, not a black man uh, 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 who, whose mother and father divorced when he was a child. But that's what he wanted. You have to believe in yourself. And that's the name of our organization, Believe to Achieve. You've got to believe that you can achieve. When you believe you can't achieve, and when you achieve, you begin to believe more. So part of the game plan is begin to, to set goals and stay yes. on them. Yes, beautiful. Thank you so much for, for that, and thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I really wish you all the best. And again, to get into Spider, SpiderJones.com, this is Andrew Lavalie for the Life Coach Show. Have a wonderful day and a beautiful year. Take care. Bye-bye.